1: Hi guys, I would like to thank everyone who donates to the Patreon account. The donations keep the show going. My computer is ready to go kaput after eight years, so the Patreon fund will help me get another computer, and that will, in turn, enable me to churn out more episodes. There will be more giveaways in the future, and just a reminder you don't have to give a lot. A dollar a month would do, any amount would be appreciated. Once again, the Patreon account is located at www.patreon.com slash leader1. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N and L-E-A-D-E-R-O-N-E. Thank you and enjoy the show.
2: News, shall we?
1: <laughs> all right, welcome everybody to the True Crime News. I'm Morgan Rector.
2: I am Rachel Telfor.
1: So, first of all, uh, before we get into the stories, uh, what did you think of the Hate Crime Trilogy episode?
2: Oof, that was a difficult one for me to listen to. I was going through the grocery store during the first part of it, and I tend to sometimes react out loud to things that are really <laughs> Yeah make me feel something and I, people around me just like looked at i like, are you kidding? I was just Are you kidding me? I was just very, very angry um about it listening to it, but I'm glad it was done. Um because if you don't talk about it then it's not out there. So oh, it was just very it was a hard one, for sure. Some ignorant yeah. ass people in the world.
1: What well, with these shooting incidents, I mean in the end, and I, I think, I hope I didn't say this before, but I might have, but uh, in the end, no one re- remembers your little cause, your little crusade. All they care, but all they remember you as is a fucking douchebag, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. You're not going to be remembered for anything but an asshole. So I don't know. <laughs> Find a new cause. Find a new cause.
1: Or, I mean, you know, if that's the way he, he fe- I mean, he felt very strongly about these uh, beliefs of his. Then just, you know, write it, then just continue doing it online, writing yeah. it down. And I don't think anyone read it before he became headline news, but um, that's no. that's the way to deal with it. You know, writing is a really good way to, to sort issues out, and that's what he should have stuck with.
2: But keep it to yourself, because we don't want to hear your shit. Oh, totally, yeah. And I don't want to give him any more press. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I was gonna do a story tonight, which I'm not gonna do, just because it the story changed into talking about uh, Wendy Williams and all of the all of the stories I saw I was just talking about her and her reaction to this story. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not giving her. It, it shouldn't be about her. So until I get more information on the story about what actually happened, then I'll do. It was a. a you
1: know I. Uh... My mother watched her show for a long time every single day, and that so that hot topic segment comes on. It's just her talking about celebrities. People, anyone could do that, and I just thought, mm-hmm. well, why? Why is all this uh, valuable uh, daytime television devoted to this? It's just
2: who knows. I don't a, watch it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I would never watch it either. And then there was another thing I was thinking about. Related to a crime. It's not a it's not a horrible morbid crime, but remember Ammon Bundy and all those guys. They, um, do you remember that story where that his father was grazing cattle on government land, and you're not allowed to do that. Mm. So they decided to to launch this anti-government protest. And I don't think I do. It's uh yeah they're, they're from like Utah or something.
2: Sounds about right.
1: And it's this uh. It, it was retarded because it's like saying that you should be able to graze cattle on the beach in Miami or Central. Yeah,
2: you can't just You're, graze cattle. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, somebody,
1: or imagine if someone did that in your backyard. Well, it's fr- it's a free country. I should be able to put my cows in your backyard. No.
2: Yeah. No. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Got to get permission.
1: Yeah, there has to be boundaries. You know. God, Lord. Oh, there we go. Morons. Yeah.
2: My new desk is charging my phone. I had to make it work.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So I'll get into my first story now. Um, All right. Tampa man gets life for molesting girl, dousing her with bleach. So this, this guy's a sadistic uh, sociopath from what I can Wait. tell so far.
2: You had asked me if you'd done this before, and I yeah. said no. But now I'm afraid that you're going to start I talking about it. it. I don't know yet.
1: Oh. I mean, do you think that I did it last week?
2: I don't remember, Morgan. Now you—you you know what you're gonna have to do. You know what you're gonna have to do, and don't edit this out. You're gonna have to send me the stories that you do, so I can keep track of your stories and my stories, so we don't redo stories.
1: Actually, I don't think I did. You know what happened last week was—I don't know how it happened, but somehow, like I advanced a few pages into the document, and then I thought that I did that, and so I left some stories behind.
2: Which yeah, I'm it doesn't doing. sound familiar. I don't think it. I don't think it is. So. Oh
1: okay, yeah, because I remember last week, like I fell short, and then I'm like, why did I feel short? I swear, I. But yeah, that's why I've so, done
2: the same thing. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. But yeah. so, so
2: for, from now on, you are now going to have to, at the end of True Crime News, send me your stories so I can keep them in a file. Because yeah. I am a scatterbrained bitch, but I also am somewhat organized when it comes to this yeah, kind of too.
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bad short-term memory.
2: Same.
1: It makes it 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 possible to to enjoy movies over and over again, but in some other respects, it's not. Oh,
2: I did that all weekend. I watched old movies from, like, the 2000s and uh, early 2000s because I I don't remember any of them, and it was really fun.
1: Well, sometimes what I do with an old movie is I'll queue it up, like, on Netflix and just, like, whatever. I'll go about my business doing something, like, washing the dishes or something. Same. <clears throat> did that the other day with Casino. I love that movie. And, uh, oh, of- nice. I, don't know, yeah.
2: I did Road to Perdition, and then I made, as I'm watching it, I'm, this little kid, the little kid actor is now 33 years old, and his name is Tyler Houghton, I think, and I Googled him, and he's the hottest man alive. I'm like, oh, God, this is why I can't watch the whole movie. No, he was like 12. I'm like, this is a beautiful child. I wonder what he's doing now. I Google him and he's like Superman. I'm like, oh my god, no. Oh yeah, he's a new Superman. Yeah, some some Superman thing. I'm sure everyone's in the audience will be like, oh, you don't. Know. I didn't know who he was because I don't. I'm not really into that kind of thing, but yeah, he he grew up real good, <laughs> real good.
1: You know, the thing about that movie, um, and I, you know, I used to be an actor and I, I don't think I was as good as Tom Hanks or at least not when it comes to the waterworks. You know, he's really good with that. But yeah. I don't think he was great in that movie. I felt it like It wasn't was,
2: one of his best.
1: Yeah, I you you feel it was one of his best?
2: No, not.
1: Yeah, like he really I could tell he tried, he really hard, but he tried really hard to do it, to pull it off, but I just felt like something was missing like because that that's kind of a villainous character, right?
2: In, I think that he I I understand what you're saying because I actually thought about exactly what you're saying. Sorry to get off completely off topic, but whatever. Um, but I think that was the role he was supposed to play. That's who he was supposed to be. And there was this moment toward the end of the movie where where that Tom Hanks moment came through. You have to rewatch it because you might have forgotten it. And he shows that his son was talking to him and and or he knew something was going to happen. And he teared up, and that that Tom Hanks little chin, you know, sad yeah, lip yeah. face came out. And I'm like, oh, man. And because he had not shown any emotion the whole movie, it actually made it more – uh, made you feel more because yeah, he did really, show that emotion. So I think that's kind of was the point of that role.
1: Well, there, are very, you know, few, there are very few actors who can play any kind of character. Yeah. I just don't – I felt like – if they cast him to play like a Sith Lord in a Star Wars movie, oh, I don't think no. it would work. No. He's just, he's, he can't do evil. And, uh, so, um, and then, yeah, and then there, are I mean, there are actors like Johnny Depp. They're just a mold of clay. They can do anything. Like, yep. That guy's just unbelievably versatile. But there are other actors who are really talented. They just can't play everything.
2: Exactly. But yeah, it was a good movie. I thought no one's watched it. Like the, the youngins. It was good. It's a Oof. It's a heart-wrencher, though. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, I, mean, watch. Well, I I gave up on it, but maybe I'll try watching it again. No,
2: it's good, uh, but definitely after having kids, it's worse. So.
1: Oh, okay. All right, so, uh, yeah, this is in Florida, of course. Proceed. Tampa, Tampa that's pretty far from you, right, Tampa?
2: No, Tampa's only like an hour and a half north.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, so a Tampa man will spend the rest of his life in prison after being found guilty of sexually assaulting a ten-year-old girl oh and pouring bleach on her genitals and clothes in an attempt to destroy the evidence. Wow! So, um, upon the I mean, that's a very uh, delicate, uh, vulnerable area down there. So I can't imagine yep. what the damage that did. Uh, someone compared to like the inside of your mouth. I don't. Uh, it, I, yeah,
2: that's, this, that's, that, that makes sense because I mean it's. Yeah. I don't want to get too graphic into it, but it, it stays.
0: Yeah, moist, it's a. It's, it's not a. Place it's an to...
2: open, you know, orifice into your yeah. body, and it is very, very um, delicate. You can't use certain soaps and stuff like that. So it oh. is, it, yeah, for sure. It's delicate. And it's probably more delicate than your mouth, to be honest. And
1: isn't it true that it's, it's kind of a myth that you have to use, like,. That use douche like that. You
2: should, you know. Let me put this out there, being in healthcare for twenty five years out of my life. If you need to use douche, then you need to go to a doctor.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: You should not need your body is it, it cleans itself, dude. If you yeah, it does, smell don't. or something not saying that's bad, you need an antibiotic, you need a doctor.
1: Yeah. Use you do- don't
2: need to you should not be putting anything that is not natural. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. It's,
1: well, it's like there's In the 20th century, there was propaganda coming along with a lot of different consumer products. So they yeah. told women they had to use that. They no. told everyone that their children have to fucking drink milk or they're going to goddamn die. So yeah,
2: which just, is gross.
1: Remember the, remember the 80s and 90s? It was almost like a moral panic. Get the yeah. kids drink milk. Drink milk. Drink. Mr. T yep. was telling us to drink milk.
2: Oh, but that was a... That was propaganda by the milk industry. Yeah,
1: the dairy lobby. The dairy, yeah.
2: the dairy lobby, but and also, and and then don't even get me started on the whole you. It's not clean if you're not circumcised thing because that's another sore topic for me. But I won't get into that because that is very touchy, and I don't well, don't fault anybody who did that. So,
1: well, I don't know. I'm probably gonna <clears throat> regret opening up like this, but uh, I was not. Circumcised as a baby, the doctor didn't believe in it. And then when I up, when I came down with diabetes, I ended up getting yeast infections, and so I had to mm. get circumcised. Yeah. Oh,
2: that sucks.
1: And yeah, after, my kids aren't so. Yeah, getting it done that late in life—that's that's a problem. I've yeah.
2: heard that's really hard. Yeah, but then but at least you made your choice yourself. You know.
1: Well, I had to because otherwise, you know, an infection yeah. you can't let an infection. Mm-mm. or see or else I would have had none, nothing left down there. Okay. And that's well, definitely... now that we,
2: It is. No go.
1: Okay. Can't no, no, get...
2: no. It's worse than not having it done. So yeah. that's
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, if my kids okay. ever want to grow up and get it done, that's on them. But I I wasn't about to make that choice for them. So now that we've alienated all of our mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you something... They used anesthesia, but I still felt pain. I was oh, fucking kicking my legs. It was it was fucked up. It was bad. Of
0: course. Of course. It was almost
1: – well, maybe I could work that into true crime – to the uh, Humo Would You Rather. That's – it has to be now because true Let crime – Let me happens. do that one. So, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. W- would you rather do like a male circumcision or a female circumcision where you, you can be either genders? I'll give that one to you.
2: We'll do it on that – so yeah. – do you want to tell the audience what we're going to do with our true crime or our would you rather?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So basically, what you, having to stick to true crime kind of restricted us. And so we just decided it's, it's going to be humo, would you rather. So it's just fucked up uh, rock in a hard place kind of scenarios.
2: And, and also, what are we doing for the first time tomorrow when we record?
1: Oh, yes, we're doing it on video.
2: Yes, you get to
1: see the lovely and talented Rachel Telfer on camera, and he then means he, himself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I look forward to that. And
1: you know it's a cruel irony as uh, you get to wear that shirt, but I can't get one because they don't make them in my size. Can't wear my own goddamn
2: um, podcast T-shirt. I need actually need a new one because now I thought of new ways to cut it up to make it cool. So it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we've talked enough.
1: Okay, so uh, upon the recommendation of prosecutors with the Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office, on Monday, Circuit Court Judge Kimberly Fernandez sentenced Louis Matthews, 43, to the mandatory minimum sentence of life in prison. Uh, says, uh,
2: wow, that's says, a heavy sentence. Wow.
1: Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren said. It's heartbreaking to sit in court and watch a victim who has been sexually abused by someone who is supposed to be caring for her testify on the stand. That's why I'm so proud of the work that our prosecutors do to hold these offenders accountable, stand up for the victims, and send these predators away for life. Uh, so the way the incident was described, uh, according to court records, at 3.30 a.m. on April 13th, 2019, The 10-year-old victim was sleeping on the floor in her living room while Matthews was visiting the home. Matthews had dated the girl's mother for several years and was like a stepfather to her. Prosecutors said Matthews undressed the girl while she slept and then molested and sexually battered her. The girl's mother heard a noise, came downstairs, and found Matthews molesting her daughter. She she, um, immediately called 911. As the mother... Excuse me. While well, speaking with the 911 dispatcher, Matthews quickly put the girl and two other children in the home in his car. The mother screamed for him to return her children and he drove off. Matthews drove to a nearby Citgo gas station, station, and brought the girl into the convenience store. He then ordered her to go into the bathroom. Meanwhile, Matthews grabbed a $1.99 bottle of Clorox bleach from a store shelf and went into the bathroom. He told the girl to remove her pants and underwear. Then he splashed the bleach on her genitals and threw the girl's underwear in the dumpster behind the store. Matthew's attempt to destroy DNA evidence with the bleach failed. Investigators from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office found Matthew's DNA on the bleach-stained underwear as well as on the the 10-year-old's body and on other clothing. The jury came back with a guilty verdict on June 4th following a three-day trial. Matthew was, was uh, convicted on all four counts. On Monday, Fernandez, Fernandez sentenced him to life in prison for the sexual battery of a victim younger than 12 years old. 12 years each, sorry, 25 years each for two counts of lewd and lascivious molestation of a victim younger than 12 and five years for tampering with evidence. Those sentences will run concurrently. And I was just thinking uh, while I was reading it, um, in the trials for these cases, they should maybe they should create a law that they can't cross-examine the victim. Because, I mean, it's bad enough to be 10 years old and have that happen to you, but to have some fucking aggressive shark. I don't sharp- know that
2: they can at that age. I, I, I doubt. I, I wonder if she took the stand.
1: Well, I, I hope not. I mean it's uh
2: I wouldn't think that they well, would she, but
1: Well she watched him testify and okay. I know in some trials they won't allow the child in the tr- in the courtroom because yeah. they don't want him to, to be re uh you know, to be affected again to, yeah. to be traumatized. But I think they should definitely never be cross examined by Mm-mm. by a defense attorney. Um because that, that would just be – that's more trauma piled up on everything else they experienced. Um, like actually in the Goler clan trial, the kids took the stand because that was the only way they could convict the father.
2: Yeah, And
1: uh, it was just – that was a whole other traumatic experience. And that fucking asshole sitting there that's mouthing amazing. the words, I'm going to kill you. That to me was the most chilling moment in that whole story. That prick.
2: That was a horrible. The whole story just got to me. I don't know why. Out of all the others, it was just so so mentally effed up and sick. But um, what was right. it? Did it say the judge's name again in this story? Because I want to give that man a shout out. I don't. There's not. There's
1: a woman, uh, Judge Kimberly Fernandez.
2: Kimberly Fernandez. Yeah. Yes. Life sentence for that because I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of times, especially in Florida, that I hear life sentences for that kind of thing. So I commend Judge Kimberly Fernandez for that. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: Florida's got some pretty heavy penalties, right? I mean, the criminal code there doesn't bite on anyone, does it?
2: (laughs) It's. It doesn't. It doesn't. It just depends on the judge. It depends on the case. It depends on how some certain person's feeling that day. Because there's a lot of injustice as well. So I'm well, happy to hear that that's uh, that's what he got. He got what he well, deserved. He,
1: well, here's an interesting discussion. If you were a judge, would you always go for like the the most extreme, like mandatory minimum sentences, or uh, do you think you'd go light on some people and and heavy on others, or
2: Oh no, I would, I would one hundred percent. It'd be on a case by case basis and the evidence. Yeah. So yeah, I would, i I would need the facts. I would want the evidence, circumstantial or physical, and then I would make my judgment accordingly. And past history, past history.
1: Well, like, so say if it's just like some nineteen year old doofus, he just got caught with like a tiny little baggie of cocaine. Are you going to send him to jail for five years?
2: No, absolutely not.
1: No. Well, you know, what I think that the justice system needs to do in both my country and yours, I think instead of putting drug users in jail over and over and over again and they can get drugs in jail, uh, sentence them to rehab. Only yep. it would be, it would not be the usual kind of rehab. I mean, it would have to be one that has like full security. You can't leave. You have to stay for a certain amount of time, maybe like a yep. year or six months. But basically – you don't get to leave until you're clean and, and they conduct blood tests and urine tests or whatever. But that's what I feel you, you can, because I, I watched a, a series on Netflix about, about county jails. And mm-hmm. this one woman who worked there said, most of these people they're in because of drugs. They just keep coming yeah. back over and over and over again. And, it, and, you know, so taking that into consideration, jail doesn't cure drug use at all. No. You can get drugs actually easier in jail than on the street, so it's
2: true. And it, unfortunately, we just don't have the funds because a lot of pri- um, prisons are privatized, and they make money. And they don't make, and we don't have enough um, rehabilitation centers. And that's not you don't make money from that. You know, you make money from people being uh, going back into prisons because you that <laughs> we could get into a whole political thing here, but they that's not that's not moneymaker.
1: So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like if I were prime minister, I would push for that. I would push for rehabilitations uh, with yeah. security. So if you're if you're addicted to crack, you're going in there, and you're not coming out until they know for sure you've kicked it.
2: Like at least give them a chance. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: For sure.
0: CX at scale.
2: Okay, which uh, well, first I'll start out nice and light. Um, just kidding. We're on the Human Monsters podcast yes. and we're doing true crime news. So, you know me. Four-year-old Colorado boy founds, finds loaded gun in car and fatally shoots himself. Parents face charges. The parents mm-hmm. of a – yeah, it's great. Parents of a four-year-old boy who discovered a gun while inside a car and shot himself, have been charged, the El Paso County Sheriff's uh, Office announced in a statement. Shortly after noon on Tuesday, Manitow Springs police officers responded to a call for shots fired. When they arrived, they discovered a deceased child, according to the statement. Carlos Perez, 26, was allegedly inside Maggie's Farm marijuana dispensary while his son and his 25-year-old wife, Ashlyn Perez waited inside the car, according to an affidavit obtained by TV station KKTV. Quote, Miss Perez told her son to rebuckle, but he refused to listen and climbed into the driver's seat of the vehicle. End quote, the affidavit states. Quote, then he, as she turned her head to look out the window towards the gas station, she heard a loud boom. End quote. We'll go back to that because I have a lot of problems with that statement. Okay. Uh, The child, whose name has not been released, was pronounced dead at the scene from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, according to the release from the sheriff's office. According to the affidavit, the parents allegedly told investigators that the boy was shown the gun the day before when it was unloaded, and the boy had played with the gun two times previously. Carlos allegedly told investigators he stored the loaded gun inside the glove box, the station reported. Quote, both parents were also aware the child was capable of exiting his booster seat and gaining access to the front seat of the vehicle. Neither placed the firearm in a safe location, despite knowing the past history of the child and firearms resulting in this incident occurring, says the affidavit. Both parents were charged with one count of criminally negligent child abuse resulting in death. It was unclear whether the parents had entered pleas or obtained attorneys. Okay. Number one. If your son has the time to unbuckle himself, get into the front seat of a car while you're, quote, looking out the window toward a gas station and don't realize this, you should not have children.
1: Yeah, that sounds suspicious. Yeah.
2: It sounds real <clears throat> suspicious. That I mean, how did he get out of a restraint, go up, and if it was in the glove box, She's, she turned and looked out the window, and then he got – absolutely not. That is isn't flawed. You don't – she would have to have known if it was just for, like, even 10 seconds. That's – he was how old? He was four. No. I'm calling bullshit on this. Absolutely not. And nope. number two, why are you letting your four-year-old play with a gun two previous times?
1: Yeah. You know what? I'll give this – this bone to the, uh, the gun rights advocates and say that child didn't die because of a gunshot. The child died from bad parenting.
2: Absolutely. 1000%. They were not safe. They were idiots and they are, they were bad parents. Correct.
1: When, when you're a child, everything is a toy, right? And that's Absolutely. Just, I'm reminded of um, the documentary Bowling for Columbine. There was that story, about the little kid, he was he, he at home. He was kind of neglected. His mother was out all the time, and he found a gun. He ended up, you know, he brought it to school and ended up shooting another kid. Yeah, because just the kids, you know, they're curious and they just want to. So it's like how they play with fire, right?
2: Yeah, uh, he was four. Like you yeah. don't even know. You, it, that's just sad, and and I I, I just I mean. It doesn't make any difference that the father was at a dispensary. I think they had to add that in just because, you know, whatever. It's not has nothing to do with that.
0: No. You no. have a
2: mother in a car with a child. First yep. of all, if you can't put your kid back in the damn restraining seat after he gets out, then problem number one. Number two, actually, number one is you have a seat that your child can get out of. So it's obviously not a proper restraining seat. That's number one. And then, number two, if your child does get out, get out of the car and put your child back in.
1: Protecting your child is one-third of the job.
2: Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I mean, it was just that was – I'm going to – I really – I'm going to keep a tab on that because that just sounds mm, – there's something not right about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's just shitty parenting, yeah. All right, so my next story uh, – so here, here's one's a little lighthearted. we got some comic relief with this one. Man who posed as special needs patient, so home nurses would change his diapers, sentenced for perverse deception. Uh. <laughs> so a Louisiana man pretended to have special needs in order to have women he hired as babysitters, change his diapers, was sentenced to probation this week. A judge sentenced Rutledge the IV on Monday to five years of probation and 400 hours of community service in addition to having to maintain employment, attend addiction counseling via the Internet, and refrain from using social media. The sentencing comes after Diaz pleaded guilty. Louisiana State Police arrested Diaz, a 29-year-old New Orleans resident, in November 2019, following reports that Diaz was using the Internet to engage in fraud and later commit sexual battery. Police said in a press release issued this year, through up, a- Through the course of their investigation, police learned that Diaz had advertised on social media to find a home health care worker to look after his disabled 18-year-old brother, uh, Corey, quote-unquote. However, once the workers arrived, Diaz would pretend to be Corey and have the women change his diapers, which aroused him sexually. One of his victims, an unnamed woman, provided care for Corey on at least 10 separate occasions before she realized what was happening, and reported Diaz to the police. Police arrested Diaz at his home on November 12, 2019, without incident. He was subsequently charged with 10 counts of sexual battery, 10 counts of human trafficking, uh, labor, and one count of possession of a controlled dangerous substance. At least two women found out about Diaz's lies only after his arrest. At one court hearing, one of the women described how learning the truth changed her outlook on the world. I used to believe that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong. I don't uh, know what
2: the hell world you've been living in, lady.
1: Lawyers for Diaz claim that he suffered from issues related to substance abuse and poor mental health. And that his actions stemmed from sexual trauma he'd experienced as a child. So this guy must have had that baby fetish. You ever heard of that? Yeah,
2: yeah, he, yeah oh yeah.
1: <clears throat> people, they wear the diapers and... It was uh, on
2: My Strange Addiction. It was on one of those episodes.
1: Yeah, so he could be one of those people. So Doesn't make it okay, but you know.
2: His um, <clears throat> his charges in what was the sex, the the trafficking the sex trafficking charges?
1: Yeah, uh, not sexual uh, human trafficking labor. Human
2: trafficking labor. So essentially forcing women to do some, or forcing somebody to do something without
1: well, their consent. I don't, or? I'm not. I'm not sure why they would classify it as such. I'm wondering if maybe I mean, that's
2: a really interesting charge. Maybe what
1: some is- of them were, Maybe some of them were like the like you know do- undocumented Latino workers. You know, like the ones who work at motels cleaning the rooms and stuff. Yeah.
2: Okay. Maybe what was someone, it called again? I got to put this in my notes.
1: Uh, human trafficking for labor. Yeah. Okay. There's that's a huge. See, that's the new slavery where they've got a bunch of people. They they hold their passports or maybe they're just undocumented. Mm-hmm. They take them to work at restaurants and all kinds of other places, and they can't get out of it. And So maybe some of them do that as well. I mean, I know a lot of,
2: okay. a lot
1: of people end up working as nannies and, you know, domestic servants and what have you.
2: So here's the um, – it's human trafficking involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act traffickers use force, fraud, or, co- or coercion to lure their victims and force them into labor or commercial sexual exploitation.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if he had been legitimately uh, disabled, had the special needs, they would have had to do it because that's their job.
2: Right, but he used that, fraud yeah. and coercion. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So that's, so, that's, that fits the bill. All right, interesting. Yeah,
1: so it was based on a lie. So.
2: Learning things we didn't know.
1: And, and the fact that he subjected them to... Having to see his gross uh, bodily Ugh. substances too—I mean, that's fucked up.
2: Disgusting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm already jaded, so that wouldn't have jaundiced my worldview. But I Same. definitely have been probably traumatized by it. So
2: I wouldn't—I probably wouldn't have been traumatized as yes. much as by other things.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
2: <sighs> oh Lord. Okay, I'll bring you back down. All right. Uh, so. I it's another child case. And I don't purposely, I just look for the cases that are interesting to me, so I apologize cuz um but parents arrested for keeping child's remains in freezer are now out on bond. Uh the parents of a child whose remains were found in a freezer at the couple's house, couple's house have been arrested though both subsequently have been released on bond. Vacsine Weaver, 49 and Dina D. Weaver, 48, were taken into custody in June and charged with conspiracy to conceal a body and failing to render aid to a child. And this was this past June. Police investigators found the body of Eliel Aiden Weaver in a freezer in May. Police say the little boy was under the age of five at the time of his death. Police say they are continuing to investigate and that the medical examiner is still working to determine a cause of death. Quote, on Tuesday, May 4th. Police received information that the remains of a child may be located at a residence on Lookout Point Circle, end quote. A Chesterfield police press release said, An investigation began and a search warrant for the residence was obtained. In a freezer at the house, detectives located human remains, which were transported to the office of the chief medical examiner. In addition to charges connected to the boy's death, the father has also been charged with both domestic assault and with maliciously wounding a female. Chesterfield police said according to the Richmond times dispatch court documents indicate that the domestic assault charge is related to Dina his wife who quote was manipulated by her husband and suffered years of abuse end quote Dina Weaver's brother reportedly helped unravel the case <clears throat> Quote, according to a criminal complaint filed in Chesterfield Juvenile and Domestic Relations Court, a brother of Dina Weaver called police on May 4th about concerns he had with his sister in a domestic violence situation, the Times-Dispatch reported. Court documents show that during an interview at Rite Aid, where Dina worked, she said that Cassine would tie her up with an electrical cord and burn her with a curling iron.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. According to the paper, the brother further told police that Dina talked to him about her, quote, deceased son. He relayed a May 3rd conversation to the authorities where Dina said, where Dina had said the boy had died some two years ago. Quote, she said her husband had wrapped up his body and placed it in a freezer in the garage. The remains were still to be found on the scene. End quote. The Times uh, Times Dispatch reported, quoting court documents. Dina also reportedly told her brother that police were not called in connection with the boy's death because he had bruises on his body. Chesterfield Police Major Michael Luth told Law and Crime that further investigative work is required because the boy's remains had allegedly been in the freezer for more than two years. Investigators are still in the fact-finding phase of the investigation, Luth said. The medical examiner's office called in specialists, including forensic anthropologists, to determine the best way to prepare the remains for an autopsy. Although Luth was unable to give an estimated timeline for the investigation, he said he hoped it would be done within a few weeks. The press release said that both Cassine and Dina were were released on bond. Court records show that Cassine was released on June 14th. Dina Weaver's records were not available at the time of the publication. According to court papers, Cassine Weaver has lived in the community for 30 years, had no prior criminal record, and is self-employed in the construction industry, the Times Dispatch reported. Richmond, Virginia, ABC affiliate WRIC reported that the child, that another child who lived in the Weaver home is now in foster care. The Weavers are scheduled to appear in Chesterfield Juvenile and Domestic Relations Court on August 5th. So they're out. He's out.
1: You know, what I'm wondering about is um – Say you're either a cop or you're um, you're a pathologist, um, the coroner,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, you have to, like, you know, pick up, like, a dead, frozen child and Mm-mm. transport it or examine it. Like, I wonder how long it takes to get to the point where that doesn't completely rattle you and fuck with your mind.
2: I think you have to be born that way because there's <coughs> – I yeah. Nope. I mean, maybe if I didn't have children, I could do it because I was a lot different. I, w- I could handle a lot more before yeah. I had kids. I was a different – kids' things obviously bothered me, but not in the same way. I think, I think I could have done a lot more had I not been a mother. But did then you after see, that, it changes.
1: Did you, did you see those documentaries, Paradise Lost, about the mm-hmm. the West Memphis Three? Yes, yes. Remember the scene in the, the beginning of the first one where they showed the three boys that they were naked? And, oh, my and, God. That was disturbing. That
2: wrecked my life. I just recently watched that; wasn't too long ago. It was in the past year, and it, yeah, it, it, it. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I can't. It's almost like an animal being killed. You know, I just, it's something. I, it was so hard to look at. It was things like that before I could have watched, and it wouldn't have bothered me as much as it does now. But yeah, I mean. I think they let him out because there's no physical proof that he killed. they killed the kid. So yeah. that's why they're out on bail. But in my opinion, <laughs> he shouldn't be, especially the, the father.
1: Yeah, that guy was really nutty. And uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, they can't prove that he did it, but uh, they definitely can't prove that the other guys did it. So what, yeah. what it created me was that the, that judge – he wouldn't allow. He wouldn't hear the DNA evidence. He just refused.
2: Oh, that case was completely wrecked by the police. It was so. Yeah. uh What's the word I'm looking? It, it was. Um. It was. Uh. Just bullshit, actually. Let's just put it as bullshit because it was not. The police did a shit. They just.
1: They oh just yeah. Lied
2: and covered things, botched things. They wanted. They they didn't want to do the investigative work it took to find oh, who yeah. what actually did happen to these children. It was absolute disgusting display of oh yeah. yeah police, justice
1: bad is, bad is not justice is not blind in some areas. That's for sure.
2: Yeah no that was bad.
1: Yeah um, okay so my next one. Uh so here's a uh, here's a little more humor. So this is more lighthearted and humorous than the last I
2: like I like that you do Human Monsters podcast. But I think this is maybe your time to like get out your little bit of <laughs> cuz I always go to the dark ones and you have more of the lighter ones, but I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> well, I guess one thing that maybe has led people to believe I'm a, well, I am a weirdo, but
2: weirdo.
1: I on one weirdo. hand yeah, on one hand I am fascinated by really dark morbid shit, but on the other hand I enjoy looking at pictures of kittens and.
2: Yeah.
1: Stuff. So I get, I have, I have those two sides, whereas I think most people are binary. They have, they're like one kind of person interested in one kind of thing, but yep. I'm not like that. So I guess, nope. maybe, I guess it's part of the artistic temperament too. Artists tend to be kind of all over the place, whereas if you're a conservative, uh, kind of straight laced person, then you're just oriented in one direction. So I'm kind of all over the place.
2: Well, that's what we get along because I'm the yeah. same way. And and my last story, when I, we get to it, is is lighthearted. So I saved I, I saved it for us. I
1: think I think you have a solo podcast in you, by the way. So. Oh,
2: thanks. Yeah. So maybe, maybe one day when I have the time and think yeah. about something. I
1: yeah, there you know there are a lot there are other things besides true crime that you're passionate about. I'm sure. So yep. sure you would come up with some, maybe even a parenting podcast. You never
2: know. Oh. Although I'm sure some people are going to rip me a new one on the comment. I, I love well, reading the comments now, by the way. And most well, of you have been so yeah. flippin' nice. I love you That's guys.
1: True. Yeah. They've warmed you, yep. Yeah. They, they've
2: warmed yeah. up. <laughs> they've warmed up a little bit. But I don't mind reading the negatives either because most people are just, just saying nasty things to be nasty, and that rolls right off my back. So.
1: Trolls, yeah. The trolls, yep.
2: The trolls.
1: Are you familiar with Metallica's music or did you never listen to that kind of thing or
2: Not hard I didn't listen to it like it wasn't one of my favorite bands but yeah I'm familiar with Metallica's music yes. Well do you
1: remember what happened when they put out these albums called Load and Reload Like their fans just fucking clobbered them for cuz they they decided to experiment with like new sounds and try Oh god to- forbid Oh man Don't they were so anything. Or or uh, Debbie Gibson, she decided to go by Deborah Gibson and her fans mm-hmm. and flipped out. So they don't people don't want you to do anything different. They don't want you to change. And I right. think I still do the regular documentary style episodes. But boy, some people really flipped out when I introduced this. Oh my god! I'm I, telling
2: you what, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
2: funny. But thank you guys for sticking with me and yeah. being a part of my growth. I've appreciated it a lot.
1: All right, so this episode, so uh, this takes place in Australia. Uh, So it's from, um, uh, let me see, where did this take place? It was in Adelaide. So they may not have known how to get to Sesame Street, but two (laughs) suspected Aussie thieves apparently knew how to get back to the venue where they allegedly swiped a Big Bird costume. The Guardian reports that the nearly seven-foot-tall, one hundred sixty-thousand-dollar outfit, <clears throat> excuse me, said to be what? made, of, It's said to be made of real ostrich feathers, by the way, and oh imported from New York, vanished from an Adelaide circus earlier this week with only a trail of feathers left behind, according to the circus director. Then, the um, costume reappeared, dumped near an electrical box on circus grounds, along with a letter of contrition stuffed into the beak. Oh, In their note, the suspects who admitted that they had no idea what we were doing apologized for swiping the costume, saying, uh, noting that they'd hit a rough patch and were just trying to cheer ourselves up. Their creative therapy seemed to have worked because, quote, we had a great time with Mr. Bird. They added, "He's a great guy." Uh, per a police statement, cops searched the grounds for the suspects with canine units. I don't, I didn't know the I didn't know the canine dogs we trained to, to sniff to out bird, bird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, Well maybe they can train them to smell bird feathers, I guess they could do that.
2: Or just say uh, here, find this scent and then Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's not clear how they eventually busted the self named Big Bird Bandits. Mm-hmm. But South Australia cops say two men, aged twenty two and twenty six, were arrested on Friday evening and charged with theft and being unlawfully oh, on the premises. No. They've since been released on bail and will next appear in court in late June. Meanwhile, circus patrons are glad to see Big Bird is back. Very excited and happy, one fan tells ABC News Australia. So okay. I guess they had kind of a happy end, happy ending. Actually, it would be kind of trippy to see that costume in real life because I watched Sesame Street as a kid. and
2: Oh, didn't we all?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's, that's like, a
2: very expensive costume. And yeah. probably, I, I I'm thinking of having to wear that costume, and I'm I'm already I literally have sweat just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Like freaking sw- uh No. Oh uh, God, it's so hot. No. I
1: once I once uh I know I've seen like a picture of the guy who used to work the Big Bird costume because it's also a puppet. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, it's uh yeah, it's huge. I don't know if this is the one that they use for the TV show or not.
2: No, I'm sure they special ordered it. But, that was uh, probably in a freaking museum somewhere.
1: Well, I have to admit. If, well, I guess I wouldn't do that with Big Bird, but if I somehow came in contact with like the original R two D two, I think I'd be I'd be uh, tempted to swipe that,
2: bro. To make yourself happy for a minute, and then you return it because you're, like, drunk and being stupid. Yeah. And you're like, all right, we're going to swipe it. And we're like, oh, just kidding. We we were drunk and stupid. Yeah. That's well, I, kind of that's kind of a cute story. Like, yeah. they returned yeah. it. They're like, hey, we had fun with him. We were just kind of down. That's okay. You know what? If I'm the judge in this case, I'm, I'm letting him off. With a warning.
1: Yeah, yeah, or a fine or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. $160,000. <laughs> $160, no. Hey, the
2: whole thing was maybe for a couple feathers lost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's true. It got back what? unscathed. They didn't violate it sexually, so that's good. Oh, well, you
2: know. Hopefully not. Good Lord.
1: Oh, oh did, uh, yeah. Actually, this is a funny thing I, I learned about Star Wars props, actually. The Death Star somehow went missing, or maybe they just threw it out. But some guy had it in his house for years, and uh, yeah, somehow, I don't know how it got out of Lucasfilm, but, and people owned it, and they didn't realize, like, how valuable that would be, like, to have the original Death Star. Oh,
2: my God. Well, now it's Disney, not Lucasfilms.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, what's your taking
2: over the world. Uh, I'm going to go to Texas. Sorry, it's not another fun story, but... Not in Texas. <laughs> no. Just this. Houston girl survives by playing dead as suspect kills family members in apartment. Damn. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm full of it. Don't you love my upbeat stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. So great. But I do love looking for them. I'm not going to lie. Uh, A suspect was charged with robbery, assault with a deadly weapon, and murder after a family was found shot in their apartment on Wednesday, June 30th. Houston police officers and paramedics responded to a report of a shooting at a residence on the 12,000 block of Fondren Road at about 10.35 p.m. on June 30th and found three people dead and a child in critical condition. The victims were identified as Gregory Carhi, 35, Donavia Legway, 29, and Harmony Carhi, 6. A 10-year-old girl at the scene was hospitalized in critical condition. She was later listed in stable condition. Gregory Carhi and Donavia Legway were the parents of both children, the Houston Chronicles reported. A one-year-old boy at the scene was unharmed. A fourth child was not home during the incident. Houston police homicide detectives identified the shooting suspect as 28-year-old Javier Davis. Davis was arrested on July 1st in an unrelated case on a family violence charge of aggravated assault and was still in custody, according to the police. He was then charged with three counts of capital murder and one count of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, the Houston District Attorney's Office said. Houston police and Davis, or I'm sorry, Houston police said Davis is also accused of stealing a Jeep compass an hour before the shooting, and driving away from the shooting scene in the vehicle. KPRC-TV reports the Jeep was stolen at gunpoint and was later found on fire in Peerland. On Tuesday, July 6th, this past Tuesday, uh, Davis was also charged with aggravated robbery, Houston police said. Also, a Harris County judge revoked bond for Davis, who remained held in the Harris County Jail, thank God. The 10-year-old girl who survived had called her grandmother to tell her she and her family had been shot, and the grandmother called police, the Chronicle reports. The girl survived by, quote, playing dead, the paper reports. She was reportedly shot in the arm. KPRC reports the suspect came to the door and demanded money from the family. Then he allegedly shot the victims in the head at point-blank range, according to the Chronicle. Davis was identified through an anonymous tip. The Chronicle reported police were searching for a second suspect in the case. Uh, Danavia Legway was pregnant with her with her fifth child when she died.
1: Oh boy, I hope that little girl gets revenge when the assailant is released, if they are ever released. Um, that that would be cool. If some people are against the idea of revenge, but I don't know. I think sometimes there there are other forms of justice that. Need to be uh, taken outside of the courtroom, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I think so she's a, got her
2: one-year-old brother, and then the baby, and then her who survived, yeah. and then the baby who was she was pregnant with. Oh, so horrible! Oh
1: well, you know what? I remember Quentin Tarantino was saying years ago that uh, he's considered making a third Kill Bill, where that little girl who watched her mother. Yes,
2: is. we've oh, all been waiting for it.
1: Yeah, do do that, please. He's talking we've about all been. Quentin
2: Tarantino, start a petition, somebody quick.
1: Yeah, make that movie. That's I. That those are, those are the last movies he made that I really loved. I haven't. I'm not a big fan of the ones that came afterwards, but I love Kill Bill, and uh, that would that would be such a great idea for a movie too.
2: Oh, I've loved almost every single one of Tarantino's films. He is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, he
1: made me uh, want to be a filmmaker, and after 25 years, I gave up on that dream. But anyway, I'm not bitter.
2: Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) No, no resentment. Oh, dude, you're funny.
1: Okay, this story uh, comes out of uh, England, and it's about a woman who had a pretty wild day. Uh, All right, then. So the headline is, woman rode motorbike naked, got fingered in the street, and punched a blind man.
2: What the fuck?
1: I don't know. I'm guessing maybe she was... Drunk, cause they. Drink. The
2: hell kind of a title did you just start with?
1: <laughs> well, to quote Greg Proops, the comedian, the English drink, like somebody's going to take it away from them. So maybe she was drinking that day. I don't know. I
2: don't, read it again. Read it. Again. Let's start again. OK, go.
1: Natasha Klaus, 36, was described as a, quote, a mess by a judge after she turned up to court four hours late to be handed a 13 month prison sentence. The judge revealed that she had also been caught riding through the Surrey town naked on a motorbike, but added that she was not being sentenced for that particular incident. She pleaded guilty, outraging public decency after she was caught in the middle of a sex act that Judge Peter Ross said was, quote, no doubt for money. Prosecutor John Upton said she was spotted in Goldsworth Road, woking, being fingered by a man, on July 29th this year, a mother with her two children asked her to stop, and Klaus responded by threatening to punch her. Uh, when she was arrested at the scene, police said her jeans were pulled up, but her knickers were in her handbag. Uh, for those of you on un- you know unfamiliar with British slang, knickers or underwear, oh, pants. I think yeah. they're female underwear. I don't know if men's underwear is referred to that in England. I
2: think it, I think it is just female stuff. Female yeah,
1: it's panties, yeah. Uh, so Mr. Upton told Guildford Crown Court that she was in the habit of befriending vulnerable men and then taking advantage of them. Trouble flared when one of those men was threatened with being kicked out of his flat by the local council because of her antisocial behavior. They argued and Klaus attacked him. Because he was registered blind, He couldn't tell oh, if it was Jesus. Her, he couldn't tell if it was her palm or fist. Oh, when being arrested for the attack, she assaulted two police officers, Calling one of them a, uh, a not I think I think well one of the words is cunt I think the other one is pussy I don't, I'm not sure what this word is it's, it's censored but it begins with p and it's uh, defense barrister Timothy Leet said that she was addicted to inhaling butane gas. Oh, Media there we judging. go. Yeah, so I guess yeah, alcohol can't, probably wouldn't make you do that, but butane gas is definitely a possibility. So I guess. Yep. I guess she was taking like a lighter and inhaling the gas without the fire going up. Uh, leading John Moss to tell, you, to tell her, your life is a mess. No shit. Uh, the judge added, any assault on a vulnerable person is a very serious indeed, as is any attack on the police officers who we have a moral obligation to protect. The judge also made reference to a further indecent incident saying, I had the impression there was some reference to her riding around on a motorbike with no clothes on, but that has nothing to do with the charges today.
2: She just so wanted her, to mention it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just in she said, You are a mess. Your life is a mess. I spoke oh, wow. to your son earlier, and it is a testament to something in your son's life that he's never been to court and finds this whole situation awful. Oh. And she, she, uh, Oh, yeah, so he said, I have made a criminal behavior order against you, restricting your movements and behavior. She was jailed for three months for the assault on the blind man and two months for each attack on the police officer, two months for being racist to one of the officers, one month for outraging public decency, and another month for abusing the woman who asked her to stop the sex act. She was also jailed for four months for breaching a suspended jail sentence. So uh, first of all, I'm surprised this didn't come out of Florida. It has Florida- no, no
2: shit, no <laughs> shit. I'm like, wait, was this one of my friends?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm it's-
2: just kidding. I, you guys, totally kidding. My friends are actually very amazing and the best people in the world. So. Is there kidding. a
1: particular is there a particular city in Florida where that is known for being the worst for crime? No. I, no. Or that's I don't
2: I, I think it's just all. <laughs> it depends on the kind of crime.
1: Well, wasn't you Miami know, like, Miami was the worst for cocaine and and violence, right? Like gun violence, just because it?
2: it's so yeah. Miami is blowing up right now. By the way, everyone is moving to Miami. There are people coming. People are leaving California and coming to Miami. Um,
1: yeah, so yeah, I know. actually
2: Just moved to Miami. Her their her um, husband does like startups and stuff like that, and a lot of those Silicon Valley guys are coming. Here, because
1: that, I think it has something to do. With, doesn't it doesn't have like people like conservatives hate living there and they want to leave because
2: well it's only that but it's cheaper.
1: Yeah, it it's cheap, but not for long though. Every time, that hap- every time that happens, when people say, "Oh, we should go live there," it's cheaper. Eventually, a million fucking people move there. Don't get me started. And then property values go up. Um There's we actually have a real estate agent who listens to the show, Casey Shift. Hello, Casey.
2: Hi, Casey. I-
1: She probably, she probably could attest to that. Like here in Canada, there's a city near Toronto called Hamilton, and it used to be really cheap to live there, and then all these Torontonians moved there to buy real estate at a lower price, and now their real estate prices have gone up. People, my home province, Nova Scotia, used to be a place to buy cheap real estate. Now that, those real estate prices have gone up because people move there. So, I think it's
2: everywhere, like so I've heard, because I, just recently got mortgageable again because i built my credit up and i was looking to buy next year it's not going to happen the last home i owned in a great neighborhood with the father of my children we bought for 274 i want to say
1: that's not bad yeah
2: no it was a three-bedroom two-bath house i had a pool in a great neighborhood in a very desirable area in the same neighborhood right now there's a house for sale that is smaller. Does not have a pool for four hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars.
1: Oh yeah, and there are people who are like excited finding out their property value I was like wow, it's worth so much money. But who's going to buy it?
2: Everyone. They can't keep anything on the flipping flippin market. So that's what's yeah, scares that's,
1: me. Well, condos are especially hot. You know, like they, it's like day from day one. Like there are people fighting over them here in Toronto because Toronto's yeah. turning okay. into condoville. But there's just. Every available piece of real estate in the city, they're and they're tearing down like hi, hi, kind of historic uh, landmarks. Oh, like there was, that's a, there was a store called the world's biggest bookstore. Uh, did you ever see Short Circuit Two? Yes. Yeah, remember I did. the robot? Remember the robot window, the huge bookstore? That Johnny was, Five. Yeah, that was one of my favorite stores in the city. Oh my god, down. Johnny like,
2: Five! Short, I'm alive.
1: Yeah, they tore it down and now they're That's building so a condo sad. there and uh, other land. It's just, it's it just sucks. I hate it. I
2: think it's everywhere though. I I was talking to a friend of mine and I think it's just everywhere. She went to Minnesota and they were saying the same thing. And in- in um, uh, Arizona, where one of my friends live, and everywhere, it's just like, what the hell's going? Eventually, it has to level out. It can't yeah, stay at this level. It's so
1: a, it's a bubble. Rachel's it's
2: just bubble. gonna. Keep her money and save, and when the time is right and I find something, then I'll buy for me and my children. Until then, I'm going to stay in my shitty little condo and record podcasts.
1: Well, the thing is, I mean, just you may have paid for the condo, but you still have condo fees you have to pay on a regular basis. No, I rent. Yeah, and then um, if you your neighbors, they can't evict them unless they do something really fucked up, but otherwise, so if you have some asshole playing loud music at at midnight and you can't sleep what can you do about it right nothing so they paid for the it's it's like buying a house right it's not like rent it's so there's a lot of shitty things that come along with having a condo and i'm not i have never been sold on that whole idea so it's nice
2: like well it it, i'm in a fourplex so there's four I'm, i'm with i'm with three other people so we and they're each owner's it's not yeah. a, like, it's not a rental place. Yeah, I that's have an crazy. owner. But the my owner is a raging see you next Tuesday. And thank God Uh-oh. I don't have to do her, deal with her because I have a property manager. But I actually have a leak going on in my upper bathroom right now. And if she doesn't address it, I'm going to go to the HOA because I know the guy in the HOA. He lives in the same fourplex as me because she has to keep it up. She's just not very nice. But well, the those worst- are –
1: the worst condo really? I ever read about was, um, it was, it was here in Toronto. This woman buys this tiny condo. It's a bachelor unit. So she doesn't even have an apartment. It's so fucking small that when she's not using her oven, she stores clothing in it because there's no storage room. And, it's a New
2: York City apartment.
1: Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's furniture stores here that sell furniture for condos because they're tiny. So why, why bother paying for that? You wouldn't want to stay in a bachelor for an apartment. Why would you want to buy one? I don't get it. But That's some crazy. people have to. Some people have to conform, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah, thankfully we, our, ours is not. Oh, yeah, I couldn't deal with that small of a place. But anyway.
0: All right, what's your next story?
2: Uh, Serial killer story. Excited. All right.
1: Full speed ahead.
2: Full speed ahead. Yeah. Suspected serial killer will face two more murder charges in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: This is a new serial killer. Right.
2: This is another one. I know. See, I'm, like, finding them. Keith Gibson, 39 who is already suspected in two city killings and two Delaware deaths, will be charged with two more murder counts. A man already charged in the murder of a Philadelphia Duncan, I'm assuming Duncan, Donuts, as just as Duncan, mm-hmm. Duncan employee and his own mother earlier this year. He killed his own mother. As well as two killings in Delaware will face another two murder counts when he is extradited to Philadelphia. Keith Gibson, 39, was charged last week with allegedly shooting to death, Leslie Ruiz Basilio, 28, during a robbery on May 15th at a Metro PCS store in Ellesmere, Delaware. On June 5th in Wilmington, he allegedly killed Ronald Wright, 42, during a street robbery. Those killings are in addition to ones he has already been charged with in Philadelphia, including the fatal shooting of his mother, Christine Gibson, in February earlier this year.
1: All shootings.
2: Yep. His alleged reign of death in Delaware and Philadelphia since the start of 2021 now includes Eric Flores and Ray Cabin, uh, or Cap- Cabin, police say. The men were killed in January inside their store, Al Medina, Medina Traders, on Germantown Avenue near Broad Street. A Philadelphia police spokeswoman said Gibson would face murder charges in their deaths once he is extradited from Delaware. It is unclear when he will be taken back to Philadelphia. Quote, the charges in this indictment reflect the brutal nature of this individual's crimes as well as the significant risk he posed to to public safety in our community and throughout our region. Wilmington Police Robert, oh Lord, um, don't go there, Rachel, you've been doing good. Wilmington Police Chief Robert J. Tracy said last week in a statement announcing charges against Gibson for the two Delaware killings. Quote, I am proud of the efforts of our officers responding to this latest armed robbery, who are able to take him into custody and ensure he is held responsible for his senseless, ruthless crime spree and the harm he brought about to so many individuals and families. Gibson has an extensive criminal history dating back to 2010 when he was convicted of manslaughter and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. In June 2010, Gibson was released from prison and sent to level IV community corrections custody. Delaware Department of Corrections spokesman Jason Miller said Gibson violated probation by fighting with other offenders and was sentenced to six more months in prison, followed by 18 months of probation. In December 2020, Gibson was once again released from prison and began his probation term. Then in January 2021, Two men were shot dead in a store in Philadelphia's Germantown neighborhood, but police did not recover a gun. Investigators said Gibson may have been involved in that shooting and continue to investigate his possible connection. So I wonder if that's in addition to – that could be another two. Wow. In February 2021, Gibson's mother, Christine Gibson, was shot dead in her place of work in Philadelphia. Family and friends told police Keith Gibson had been released from jail and raised concerns about his behavior. Police found Gibson had violated probation and they did not recover a gun and video didn't show him at the location of his mom's murder, meaning any evidence linking Gibson was only circumstantial, according to the officials. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. In a Delaware Department of Corrections report, Gibson's probation officer wrote that Philadelphia police had contacted him to tell him Gibson was in their custody and being eyed as a suspect in his mother's death. The officer requested that Gibson's probation be revoked and that he be given a maximum sentence. Toward the end of 2021, Gibson was extradited from Philadelphia to Delaware, according to Miller. On April 13th, the judge in a probation hearing found Gibson guilty. Sentencing was delayed by two weeks to provide the defense time. On April 27, at the sentencing hearing, Gibson's public defender presented new evidence that the 39 year old had community support lined up as well as job prospects. Parole officials did not object to a recommendation by the public defender to sentence Gibson to time serve plus 18 months probation. The judge accepted the recommendation.
0: You fucking serious?
2: On what? May 15th, Leslie Ruiz Bastilio, a mother of two, was shot to death by a masked man while working at an Elsmere Delaware Metro by T-Mobile Store. So he was released on April 27th, and on May 15th, he murdered again. Uh, the man fled in Ruiz Bastillo's vehicle. Elsmore Police later contacted Philadelphia Police, saying the man they were looking for fit Gibson's description. On June 5th, a masked man carrying a revolver forced revolver forced Christine Lugo, also a mother, into a Dunkin' store in Philadelphia's Fair Hill neighborhood. Surveillance video captured the suspect forcing Lugo to give him money, which Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Frank Venor said amounted to around $300 before shooting and fleeing. Philadelphia police were then contacted by Ellesmere Police, and both agencies began working very closely together, Venor said. Around 2.24 a.m. on June 6, 42-year-old Ronald Wright was shot and killed in a street robbery in Wilmington, Delaware. Police are investigating whether Gibson was involved in that incident. On Tuesday, June 7th, Gibson was arrested on suspicion of pistol whipping a Rite Aid clerk during another Wilmington robbery. Police tracked him down using a GPS tracker that was in some of the money handed over to him. They found him in possession of a revolver, the same type of weapon that was used in Philadelphia killing of Lugo at the Duncan store. On Wednesday, June 9th, Two days, three days ago, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner approved murder charges against Gibson in Lugo slaying. A week later, he approved murder charges against Gibson in his own mother slaying earlier this year. This case is still being investigated.
1: You know, I I wouldn't say this in mixed company, but considering that, you know, I'm talking to true crime buffs, um, I'm always disappointed when I find out a serial killer just shot people such a lack of inf- lack of imagination you know what i mean Lack i know of right like the son of sam he just shot he shot a lot of people but he sh- but he shot them it was just gunshots like i mean like with jeffrey dahmer i mean it's it's horrific the kind of indignities that he visited upon those men's bodies but you got to give him points for creativity and originality i mean it's as a you know what's funny? Game. I
2: don't think that he should be called – okay, so a serial killer is somebody who has a – obviously multiple victims. They do it in the same way. They kind of have a pattern. Yeah. But this... I think he's just a killer. Yeah. Like, I think a serial killer is more planned out, is more – they're doing it for a purpose. I think this guy is just, like, robbing people. Or I don't know. I mean, he killed his own mother. Why the hell did there... he do that?
1: Well, there's a de- there's a debate about like what qualifies you as a serial killer. Some people think you'd have to kill two or more victims. or other people think you'd have to go beyond that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it seems to have more to do with body count than with right. the way they're killed. Like, you know, a member of the Crips who's like killed ten people is
2: yeah, he's so, just is a that, killer. But then again, I think he's just to,
1: a yeah, Cause, well, I guess because that scene is like business, whereas someone who kills. For pleasure or for because they're crazy, right. that seems to make them more of a serial killer. But you know, like like a mob boss is not considered yeah. a serial killer, even though they exactly. may for a thousand deaths. But uh, it really seems to be someone who uh, does not do it for purposes related to business. It's or, or revenge. They just had this weird fetish or pathology for it.
2: Yep. Yeah. To me, that's what I think. I think a ser- I think that is in my in my mind, what makes a serial serial killer. I think, first of all, and the fact that this mother fucker was let out and then killed several more people is so fucking infuriating to me. And I'm sorry for people who don't like cursing, but it happens. We're talking about true crime. It's going to happen. Actually, I'm not sorry.
1: (laughs) There there are lawyers out there who are really – Gifted and can sell the bullshit really well. Mm-hmm. So that does happen sometimes. Like, uh, but what was it? Was it? Uh, what, what? who Somebody got murdered. Some famous person. I can't remember who they were, but the murderer played what's been famously been dubbed the Twinkie defense. They ate tons of sugary foods all the time. And what? Like, Claim that the sugar rush triggered mental illness and they oh, killed. Oh Jesus, I don't remember but they, this. They were acquitted. I'm trying to. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was the guy who killed Harvey Milk. Uh, someone can let us know in the comments. But uh, or no, Twinkie defense. I, there's
2: a just, whole Twinkie. Okay, hang
1: on. Twinkie defense. I, it was some, and I think it was like a celebrity or something that got murdered. It
2: Twinkie. was. It was Harvey Milk.
1: Oh, that was Wait. Harvey Milk. Okay, hang on. Yeah.
2: It was okay. So, defendant Dan White for the murders of San Francisco City Supervisor Harvey Milk. Yep, and and Mayor George Moscone.
1: Yeah, I mean that that was such so retarded, such bullshit. Oh, I ate too much sugar and I, I had to kill someone. Oh,
2: shut your mouth. I got diabetes, but
1: I've killed anybody.
2: Thank you. I know, right?
1: <laughs> All right.
2: But, so that was really shitty. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's a shame that uh, poor. Poor uh jurisprudence and poor policing sometimes leads to actually more crime. Like in yeah. the case of Paul Bernardo, there used to be this, this uh kind of unwritten rule among the different police departments in Ontario that you don't you don't interfere in other departments' investigations, you don't approach them about them. Everyone was very territorial about it.
2: I hate that shit. Yeah, I hate because- it.
1: Because he moved around, he lived in three different cities during the time he offended. That's one of the reasons why he got yeah. away with it for so long. Work with like, each
2: other, not against each other. It's not. It's all, It's like a big cock contest. Like, stop. Uh, it's not about your freaking big cocks. It, we're sorry to put it in a male figure. Well,
1: well I think – well, they had to change that. Like, now they have a system. It's a computer system where – you can get information about all cases across yeah. Ontario. Yep. But I think it must have had something to do with Bernardo because, I mean, that case really just totally Boy, the other outraged. Case. Everybody lived in southern Ontario that, that was outraged. It was a household – Bernardo was a household name, and that was just a yeah,
2: very hopeful Yeah, I forgot he was a Canada thing. killer. I forgot he was a Canada killer. Ooh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you, guys, have been... you guys are way more serial killers, but, yeah, he – he was he's definitely you know the antichrist in Canada for sure <laughs> <bet he> <laughs> although although correct. his, although Carla Homok is more so, she's hated actually more'cause she I had a, she could have saved three lives and she didn't, so no one
2: yeah.
1: feels sorry for her at all,
2: not even announced oh.
1: all right, my next story uh this is another one out of England, and I think everyone will see this one is pretty righteous. the offender did something I believe most people could actually get behind. So the, the headline is, UK mom killed hubby with boiling water for allegedly sexually abusing her kids. Ooh. So an enraged British mom was sentenced to life in prison for killing her husband with a boiling mixture of water and sugar after she was told he had sexually assaulted her two children. Prosecutors say Corinna Smith, 59, of Neston, near Liverpool, poured the superheated liquid over Michael Bain's 80 as he slept in their bed last year. He suffered burns over one-third of his body and died weeks later from his injuries. Prosecutors told a local court the sugar, quote, made the liquid more viscous, thicker, and stickier so that it stays on the skin and causes greater damage. This woman knows her chemistry, obviously. I
2: had this story as my next story. That's oh, so funny. Oh. I did.
1: Smith I reportedly livid, and, yeah, she was, she was reportedly livid, and fuming at news of her spouse's alleged predatory behavior, mixed two kettles of water with three bags of sugar before attacking Baines in bed. He died in the hospital five weeks later after repeated surgery and skin grafts. Smith's daughter claimed Baines had sexually abused her and her brother, quote, for many years when they were children, end quote. The brother, Craig, committed suicide in
0: 2007.
2: And oh,
1: God, in, that's so in, sad. He was in prison for an assault. He had told his mother the man he attacked was a quote pedophile who had touched him sexually. Mm-hmm. She will serve a minimum of twelve years in jail before she can be considered for parole. Uh, twelve years. I don't. I don't know. I. I think that's kind of steep, considering that she was uh, defending her children.
2: Absolutely.
1: Coming I mean, to their aid when you, I mean she couldn't do it before, but I can. And I can understand how you know if a parent. Finds out about something like that, they can definitely lose it, like the rage would take over, so I mean, I guess it would be wrong to say she doesn't deserve to do time for murder, but maybe what four years would be fair, I think,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: I mean you could put could you put yourself in her shoes
2: i yes, I could, and I would one hundred percent do something equally that bad, if not worse, so uh, yeah yeah. Um,
1: Poured it on his yeah.
2: cross, yeah. Yeah, oh, it would have been bad. I don't, yeah.
1: Pull the so pants down and then pour it on the cross. Oh, one,
2: absolutely. Yeah, so they found uh, him in excruciating pain and whimpering in bed with the skin on his right arm and hand peeling off. Yeah. Um, he was rushed to the hospital. Let's see. It's just, no, you know what? I'm sorry, but. Absolutely not. If, if 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 the judge had found somebody doing that to their children, they probably would have done the same freaking thing.
1: Well, the kids but, are, I mean,
2: a crime's a crime, I guess, you know.
1: Well, the kids are going to suffer for the rest of their lives for, from what he did to them. So it's only fair that he should suffer at least for a long time, you know.
2: So, so here's a quote. The detective chief inspector, Paul Hughes, said Smith killed her husband, Michael, in such a c- painful and cruel way. To throw boiling water over someone when they are asleep is absolutely horrific. To also mix three bags of sugar with the water showed the determination she had to cause serious harm. You fucking think?
1: Well, that's like saying. Uh,
2: yes, yes, someone, yes. That's like I mean, saying absolutely.
1: someone. So, that's like saying someone was so angry they made sure to load the gun completely. Oh well, shit! They're gonna want to do it effectively, right? So. God
2: bless. Me. Oh.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think. Well, I mean, it's never okay to commit a crime like that, but I I think it's understandable given the circumstances. So they should have gone a lot easier on her. I agree. Yep. All right. So uh, what's your your next story?
2: My next, next one. So I do actually have another one out of London. Um, Funny. Demon possessed, I'm sorry, demon obsessed, different, demon obsessed teenager convicted of murdering UK sisters. A 19-year-old British man was convicted Tuesday of murdering two sisters as they celebrated a birthday in a London park, a crime driven by the deluded belief that the killings would help him win a lottery jackpot. A jury at London Central Criminal Court del- deliberated for eight hours before finding Danielle Hussein guilty of fatally stabbing Biba Henry, 46, and Nicole Smallman, 27, at Frank Country Park in June 2020. Prosecutors said Hussein, who did not know the victims, had pledged to kill six women every six months in the belief he would win the Mega Millions Super Super Jackpot Lottery. They said the suspect was Mm. obsessed with demons and spells and had signed a pact in his blood with a mythical figure known as King Lucifuge.
1: Oh, like the Dan Z Yeah.
2: He was traced through – Aha! He was traced through DNA after cutting himself as he attacked the sisters. The victim's mother, Mina Smallman, a retired Church of England archdeacon, has criticized the way police responded when her daughters were reported missing on the evening of June 6, 2020. She said officers showed a lack of urgency after looking at one daughter's address and seeing her as a, quote, black woman who lives on... A council estate, and a council is public housing in the Mm -hmm. UK. The family launched its own search, and the sisters' bodies were found in bushes by Nicole Smallman's boyfriend 36 hours after the killings. The family members found their own freaking daughters. Family members found the weapon used in the slings nearby. Britain's police watchdog in investigating the way officers handled the missing person. I'm sorry. Strike that. Reverse it. Start again. Britain's police watchdog is investigating the way officers handled the missing persons report. Two people officers had also been charged with with misconduct in public office for allegedly sharing pictures of the crime scene on WhatsApp. Whoops. <laughs> Outside court, Mina Smallman said that while she had, quote, made no bones, end quote, about her criticism of London's Metropolitan Police, quote, today I have to say, that I can only commend them this team moved heaven and earth to ensure we felt that we were being supported this is the kind of police force that I believe in and we need to work towards so we have justice and families are treated with respect today we remember our girls as the wonderful strong women they were and we hope that some good will come out of this horrible story end quote she said police revealed after Hussein's conviction that he had been sent to a de radicalization program <laughs> At age 15, when his school became concerned, he was vulnerable to violent extremism. Detective Chief Inspector Simon Harding, the senior investigating officer, said Hussein was a, quote, a very, very dangerous individual, end quote. I firmly believe he would have carried out his contract, Harding said. He would have carried on killing women until he had killed the first six. If he had not won the lottery by that stage, every six months, is what he said he would do he is where he should be and will be for a very long time. Hussein is sent to be or is due to be sentenced on september twenty second
1: mm. wow
2: mhm good times
1: so yeah, this is nothing about him being mentally ill
2: <laughs> well, I mean at fifteen he was sent to uh what do they call it that was a great uh
1: yeah, I mean, it sounds like he might be schizophrenic or something.
2: Something, I mean, it started. it started early.
1: Yeah, started
2: yeah. Because 50- I don't know,
1: people who hear voices, they don't seem to ever hear good things. They're always. I always.
2: know. Why is there like never you hear voices? And it's oh, de-radicalization program, a de-radicalization yeah. program. When he was fifteen.
1: Oh wait, he was so he, he was like a, a Muslim then, I guess.
2: Um. It doesn't say. It just says they revealed his. Con- after his conviction, he had been sent to the radicalization program at age 15 when the school became concerned he was vulnerable to violent extremism.
1: Yeah, it must, that must be a reference to like how a lot of young Muslim men have been drawn into these terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that must have been what it was about, yeah. Oof. Okay, my next one. Uh, hey, great. We're going to hear about necrophilia and oh
2: yay!
1: indignities <laughs> to corpses, yeah. So strap yourself. Why deep. do I laugh
2: at this? <laughs> it's not funny.
1: Uh, go ahead. That's it's part of the fun. Uh, so Virginia trio faces more than 80 charges in corpse defilement and in a murder investigation. Uh, this is in an uh, interesting name for a town, Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Huh. An investigation into the grisly discovery of a corpse found on a Spotsylvania County property has late. That has led to more to 80 charges. Over the winter, the Spotsylvania County Sheriff's Office arrested three people in connection with the gruesome murder of 20-year-old Dylan Wetzel of Stafford. In June, Dominic Samuels, Brennan Thomas, and Bronwyn Meeks were indicted by a, spe- a special grand jury on a host of charges, including first-degree murder, murder by mob, physically defiling a human body, and conspiracy, 85 charges in all. The investigation began with the sheriff's office was notified of a suspicious vehicle on someone's property. After they recommended that the vehicle be towed, a caller reported that a dead body may be located in the same wooded area off of Pamunkey and Thinney Roads in the western part of the county. Shortly after Wetzel's body was found, detectives arrested Thomas, charging him with defilement of a dead human body conspiracy conspiracy to defile a dead human body, concealment of a dead body, conspiracy to conceal a dead body, conceal or compound evidence, and conspiracy to conceal or compound evidence. So a little over a week later, they arrested Meeks and Samuels on the same charges. In the interim, they ruled out a fourth suspect, dropping the charges against him. In February, investigators said a lack of cooperation from the suspect's Slowed their investigation. Um, So I'm going to read off all the charges they received. Uh, Dominic M. Samuels, uh, one count of first degree murder, one count of murder by mob, one count of abduction, one count of strangulation, one count of concealing a dead body, one count of physically defiling a dead human body, one count of concealing, altering, dismembering, or destroying physical evidence to hinder a homicide investigation. One count of conspiracy to commit murder, uh, conspiracy to commit abduction, conspiracy to conceal human body, conspiracy to defile dead human body, conspiracy to concealing, altering, dismembering, or destroying physical evidence to hinder homicide investigation. Three counts of using a firearm in the commission of a felony. Twelve counts of shooting during the commission of a felony. And uh, Bronwyn Meeks, uh, yeah, so he was charged with all those crimes as well. So, no matter how you slice it, if uh, there's a dead body, don't go anywhere near it because they can even charge you with conspiracy to defile mm-hmm. it.
2: When did this, <laughs> when did, with the story that you're reading, do you know what the date it was? Because I, I actually did cover this story a couple of weeks ago, but there's oh, actually, I did, but there's some updated information that you're reading. Oh,
1: so, yeah, that's, that's new info?
2: Yeah, well, so they were, it was back in the little, I'm looking up right now. Because I don't think they had been charged with that many, so that's interesting. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, we well, still new.
1: In a lot of cases, they do sometimes drop some charges. So uh, those are the charges I have here. I'm glad. I mean, I sometimes conspiracy charges can be dropped because you can't always substantiate them with evidence. But uh, yeah, that's I guess that's just an additional slap on the wrist.
2: Yeah, so one of the so the Wetzel guy in the story that I did, this is the one where he they put him in trash bags and he they had dismembered him with a cobalt axe.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. He yeah they you mentioned that, yeah. The execution method wasn't mentioned. Oh what an asshole. Oh, by the way, the um I'm doing an episode on the torso killer, Richard. I'm Hawkins. so excited! That's coming out Tuesday. So Are I, you
2: kidding? Oh I'm so excited. Oh my God. I'm so excited, Morgan. I've never yeah, been this so, excited.
1: So if anyone is familiar with the case, or even if you're not, look forward to that because uh he actually did some of the fucked up things that we've mentioned in this episode. So
2: So uh, so how have you how have you liked um investigating it? It's pretty good, right? I mean good is in but, good material.
1: Well, you know, so it's the source material was actually kind of limited. So the episode oh, was Oh really? Uh, the episode might just be about like an hour long, so uh That's it's crazy. uh some case you see when there's no confession um or if the police don't release the confession, it's hard to get really, yeah. detailed. unlike with robert Bordella, where which it was just a fucking gold mine of of right. evidence, you know but i I got quite a bit of details anyway, oh, good. so yeah, good. it's really fucked up. well i' I'll, I'll give this one little uh bit of. Teaser? Yeah, a little teaser. Uh, there's one part of the story where a firefighter found one of his victims, and he had to, he had to undergo trauma counseling for years. to yeah. fuck with his head so much. So yeah. that should give you an indication of how bad this offender was.
2: Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Thank you, Morgan. And I okay. want to shout-out for that suggestion. Just she
1: kidding. did, yep. That was, that was <laughs> a little present for Rachel. A, a, a Love well, I... A late birthday present, yeah.
2: I'm gonna well, my second, my first birthday present. I'm popping tomorrow, and we video. But um, I was gonna do an update on that story, and I didn't want to do the update because I wanted Morgan to do the story first. So when once Morgan does the story, then I can. Well, you'll probably cover it in the in this episode, but we can keep an eye on it. So. Oh okay. Um. So I only have one more story left because you stole one of my stories. Um. And it's it's a it's a it's a funny one. It's a Walmart story. Oh great! I love Walmart. Yeah. I know it's an Ohio Walmart store. I don't. I haven't done Florida stories in a while. I need to get on my Florida game.
1: You know, it'd be great if they had their own dating app. That'd be awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're sitting on a gold mine right now, so. Oh
1: yeah. Do you know who Trailer Trash Tammy is? I don't know if you ever. Yes. Chose her. Yes. Yeah, yes. She, I love her. She made like a meme or something, and it says uh, Walmart dating app, and she's like posing in her away cigarette yeah
2: with her brooks and Dunn t-shirt on yeah yeah
1: she's hilarious everybody if you have if you don't you never heard of trailer trash tammy it's Please. this girl she's an actress and comedian it's not really her but she plays a character uh yeah. her first claim to fame was like uh she goes up to this car and says yo y'all got a cigarette and the woman on side says no and she says Fuck off and I thought it was I thought she was a real person when at the time I thought it was like a real Encounter, But she's a comedian, and she's really funny, and she kind of pokes fun at, you know, people who are, you know, rednecks from trailer parks, and she's a huge slut and everything. It's it's really, yeah. really funny stuff. Check I out. followed That's her for
2: awesome. a long time. Yeah, she's really great.
1: Yeah, and she performs, too. She goes around the country performing. I'd yeah, she's actually a show.
2: comedian, a comedian. Yeah. Speaking of which, I bought tickets to go see Joe Rogan in go, go. September. I'm so pumped. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: another person who moved away from California, moved to Texas.
2: I love Joe Rogan, so yeah. I'm freaking pumped about that. Um, okay, so let's get into some – my last story um, yeah. apparently for today. And it's – okay, so Ohio, naked man on crystal meth bites 28 people in a Walmart store. I did it. I found a good one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. Cleveland, Ohio. A naked man caused quite a commotion in a Walmart supercenter this morning when he randomly bit dozens of customers while barking and screaming.
1: Damn. He thought he was a <laughs> dog or
2: something. I don't listen. 29-year-old Michael Kruger entered the store. Kruger. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. Entered the store naked, invisibly intoxicated, around 9.30 a.m. in the morning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a problem.
2: In, yeah, that's a problem. He immediately began running around the supercenter, jumping on some of the customers and savagely biting them. Ruth Jeez. Davis, an employee who witnessed the attack, says the aggressor looked like he was possessed or infected with rabies. Wow. <laughs> quote, he was running around naked like a maniac. He was drooling a lot and biting people. He looked like a rabid animal, end quote. The Walmart employee says that Mr. Kruger kept making strange sounds and said incoherent things. Quote, he kept barking like a dog and yelling stuff about the Vatican being out to get him. End quote. Mr. Kruger bit a total of 28 people and lightly assaulted a dozen others before he was finally arrested by Cleveland police. All adults. Yeah, it didn't say anything about kids, I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Well, not hoping, but Jesus, can you imagine? That would ruin you for the rest of your life yeah um none of the victims were severely uh injured but there is a slight risk that they may have contracted some disease from <laughs> oh some. yeah
1: getting bitten is is dangerous like getting bitten by a human being
2: your mouth is disgusting yes
1: yeah yeah serious bacteria in there
2: lots of it michael kruger told investigators that he spent the entire night smoking crystal meth and had decided to walk to the walmart to get some food he explained he had taken off his clothes on the way to get rid of the spying equipment the Vatican had planted on him and was biting people to, quote, make sure they're not Terminators, end quote, send to kill him.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's – Don't well, do
2: mess, everyone. Please just don't. Please. Well, I
1: mean on his – uh, maybe he'll be able to qualify for an insanity defense, I guess. Well, uh-huh. so
2: – the end of the story. Mr. Kruger's lawyer demanded that he undergo a psychiatric evaluation before the beginning of his trial. He faces a total of forty-seven criminal charges and a maximum of two hundred and forty years in prison.
1: Jesus! Oh yeah. Speaking of bike market, I remember I saw a picture. Of this girl got a tattoo of Ted Bundy's uh, teeth mark. Blue. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. That's that's. You can't question that woman's love for true crime. She she's. She is head, <laughs> knee deep in it. She is, you
2: know. Uh, I don't know if I like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for all you know, Ted Bundy may have passed through your community because he was in Florida for a while.
2: I'm just going to stick with my Tupac lyrics on my arm.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. No, yeah, You You're don't want to have start. to explain that one to anyone, the teeth mark.
2: No. No, I <laughs> sure don't. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, my last one, I got this from the FBI website. Uh, yeah. So, current story, tractor-trailer driver from Illinois pleads guilty to transporting minor from Virginia to South Dakota and engaging in criminal sexual activity. So, this is out of uh, yeah, Eddington, Virginia, another Virginia story. A Cahokia, Illinois man pleaded guilty today to transporting a minor from Virginia to South Dakota with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. According to court documents, David Kyle Skaggs, 33, was an over-the-road tractor-trailer operator. In 2015, Skaggs started communicating on Facebook with a 15-year-old boy in Lee County, Virginia. Over the course of several months, Skaggs and the boy, uh, known as Double uh, A, uh, developed a friendly relationship, and Skaggs became acquainted with Double A's family, including Double A's younger sister, Victim, uh, identified by initials KL, who was 13 years old. In August 2015, uh, Skaggs took AA and, and KL on a long-distance trip in his tractor-trailer. Skaggs picked up AA and KL in Lee County and drove them to South Dakota. After stopping at a truck stop in South Dakota, Skaggs bought the two miners alcohol, and they all drank while sitting in the, tr- the truck. After AA was asleep, Skaggs had sexual intercourse with K.L. in the sleeper portion of Skaggs' truck. K.L. later gave birth to Skaggs' child.
2: Get out of here. No. Oh, my God.
1: If you were impregnated through rape, would you keep the child? Fuck.
2: I can't answer. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Because my ex-girlfriend, her child was conceived through rape, and she didn't – she chose to have the child, but I'm thinking – and and even worse – her son looks like the rapist, and uh, and he, he has all kinds of behavioral problems too. So it's like she gave birth to a rapist to a small to a small degree. Yeah, and I can't. I, I,
2: that's impo- an impossible question to answer because I've never, had looked, thankfully, been put in a situation to terminate pregnancy. Um, both of the pregnancies I've had, actually developed into two beautiful children. So yeah. I I don't I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, Skaggs is scheduled to be sentenced on September 30th, 2021, and faces a minimum penalty of 10 years in prison. Ten? Yeah, I thought it would be more than that. A district – federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. So, um, I mean, in Texas – Well how
2: does the lady I talk – okay, what was the first story I did? That uh, uh – the one where – oh, no, you did it. You did it. The story where the the, the person got life.
1: Yeah, or, or even um, – yeah. and yet, and, For and child Texas, abuse. I know in Texas, like, you get 20 years for this kind of crime, so I don't know why he's getting 10. That's now, I guess,
2: ridiculous. He better get more. That's bullshit.
1: Well, I know that there's been a lot of resistance from state to state where they want to do everything their way. They don't want the feds to determine yep. how they – administer the law and give out sentences so i guess some states are more lenient than others like texas is like i said you know they're all they give you 20 years for rape they'll give you the death penalty if you commit murder even just one murder but i guess maybe uh illinois is goes a little easier on people i don't know but uh, well you
2: know what illinois do better i'm saying this to the whole entire state of do better no that's more he raped an underage child and got her pregnant. fucking Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's too lenient. And if he faces, well, the minute that's the minimum penalty. Minimum, right? So yeah, I guess he's not eligible for parole before uh, ten years has passed. Also. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you know, in every profession there are bad people. Like, like in the, the whole, the whole, like in Wall Street, there are people who do insider trading. There are mm-hmm. doctors who have. Murdered patients, actually, like on the Doctor Death podcast, and mm-hmm. every profession has its own amount of scumbags. And I think there probably, you know, there might be a lot of truckers who have, you know, what they're alone, they're transient, and mm-hmm. if they are inclined to commit horrible crimes like this, they can probably get away with it most of the time. Well, we talked
2: was, about that on one of yeah. my um recently, just a story I did. There was a trucker, yeah, right. that, remember? And yeah, we said what that's like the kind of like the. Perfect scenario to be a killer because you're never in one spot for very long. No one really knows you because you're traveling around all the time.
1: Yeah, and, and
2: you have plenty of places to dump bodies. So uh,
1: prostit- there's all, usually prostitutes at those truck mm-hmm. stops, and so every yep. time a prostitute gets together with a john alone, she's in danger, really. Um, and so yeah, it's and you know here in Canada there's this whole issue with. Uh, Indigenous Canadian women being murdered, and some people feel it's genocide. I don't think it's genocide. I think it's just it could be guys like that. Uh, there are other people who are saying it's bikers who have been doing it. But these women were hitchhiking alone, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And so if you're, you know, if you're a Ted Bundy type, well, that's, you know, that's you you're a kid in the candy store, so to speak. I mean, that's couldn't possibly be more perfect. Or an Ed Kemper type coming along. Yep. So uh, I mean, hitchhiking is not safe for women. You should not do it. Uh, I would no, not recommend right. any woman to do that. If I had We're a not daughter,
2: in the seventies anymore, guys. Don't oh
1: no, that. no. Well, even then, it wasn't safe. It was the
2: worst time. That's yeah. what started in serial killing.
1: If I had a daughter, I wouldn't. I, and I found out she was hitchhiking. I'd be freaking out. It was like mm-hmm. you were not hitchhiking. In fact, I, you right. shouldn't even let your sons do it.
2: My sons uh, would never.
1: No, never.
2: Well, listen. Um I'm really excited about our Would You Rather tomorrow. Um I have some good ones, but if anybody wants to submit any last minute submissions, please do so. You can email uh, Morgan, what's your email?
1: rectormedia@gmail.com.
2: Or you can send us private messages. I'm on You can find me on Insta I'm at RTelfor. It's my first initial and last name. I Um I wrote. Mine.
1: I wrote mine today, and uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to. Okay. You up.
2: I hate you so much. I, hate <laughs> you. I already hate you. I literally, and, and you're going to see my reaction, which I'm really scared about. sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I did pull back. Like I don't. I I won't put you any you know, parent related. Uh, would you rather's? I know that's stepping over the line. Yeah, that's a little hard. That. But everything else, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. It's all
2: it. open. Don't worry about it. I'm here for it. I know what I signed up for, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. Too. Hopefully, I should shower because I've used uh, dry shampoo for like three days right now. So, <laughs> I'll Wash my hair for you guys. Yeah. Dry <laughs> shampoo. Was that
1: like a powder or something? Yeah,
2: it's like a spray powder because my mm-hmm. hair. I live in Florida and it's wicked humid. So, if you walk out, oh, my so. hair immediately just gets oily because it's very thin. So I, I can't wash cool. every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you live in Canada. It's is that is of that off
1: a, off. is that like something women just use or do men use it too? Or?
2: Uh, a men could probably use it if they had mm-hmm. like oily hair. Absolutely, because it kind of yeah. takes the oil and sheen out and makes it it smells good. So you like you don't have to wash your whole ass hair.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, most straight guys feel like to take too that much care with their their hair would be kind of gay. So they probably. Well, and, use it in.
2: I also found that men, t- in in the um, in being in the uh, what have we been in the quarantine for the past year and a half, I have realized that a lot of my friends and I take way less care of ourselves than the men in our lives, because they're really? taking like two, yeah they're taking like one to two showers a day, and we're all like. I oh, bet I ain't showered in three days. I like threw shampoo, dry shampoo in my hair. Like maybe mm. put some deodorant. On. <laughs> We're just living out of our. But I haven't changed my pajamas in two
1: days. Well, just, I actually read recently you only actually need to shower once every three days, and that if you do it every day or want more than once a day, it's actually a little harmful. It is. Your why. natural
2: oils need to like. That's you know. right nurture your skin and stuff so if i'm not going out anywhere what the fuck do i need to shower for
1: and apparently that showering at a minimum actually decreases your ability to turn into a prune when you're really old it can oh, keep it, your skin looking relatively uh youthful you know yep. so.
2: natural oils natural that's big... oils that's, well, no, that's that, what i'll call it
1: <laughs> well like a hundred like 200 years ago very people rarely bathed there was no really? indoor plumbing of course and the bathtub you know to t- t- take all that water it was a hassle and the reason why perfume was invented well it wasn't to make you smell better it was to make you smell
2: to mask like, your smell yeah
1: yeah because people stunk nobody shaved their armpits or 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 their junk you know what i mean and so oh God, yeah so women these these there were rich women in france who just snung to high heaven but they put tons of perfume on and no one could smell it probably wasn't a lot of oral sex back then <laughs> that would have been gross yeah. oh and, you know, and also all those fancy rich people back then there was no toilets in the castles right so they would designate one one stairwell to do their business and so like oh if you servant so if you' were a servant walking through there you'd be nauseated
2: so Okay. Wow. Oh, that's gross. I, okay, I'm i not going to think about that later. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah that's the, one
2: thing I can't say. I don't like – I have a problem with armpit hair. I first of all – I mean,
1: don't like it. Well, I don't like it. I
2: actually. just don't like it.
1: Well, I mean, if this sounds sexist, so be it, but I don't like it on women, so well, I just don't.
2: To each their own, but I, I just – it's one of the – you know, some things just bother – like, feet. Some people don't like feet, like, whatever. Yeah. I, I, like, if even a guy, like, if you have, like, a bunch of hair hanging out like of your arm. Like, buckwheeling a
1: headlock? Yeah.
2: I, yes. I yeah. trim that shit because I can't I, – I, there's – it bothers me. I don't know why. It's just a thing I don't like. So, that's
1: <laughs> what about, my thing. What about men with, like, super hairy asses where at the bottom of the crack it's just a black void –
2: I mean, trim it up a little bit for just because you know, to be kind, trim it up. You don't have to shave yeah. it bald. Just trim it up. Trim it up a little. Just trim. It's fine.
1: Fucking black force of death.
2: <laughs> God bless America. I cannot. I swear to God, we're going to lose. We're either going to lose listeners or gain a shit ton of weird ass listeners. <laughs> oh,
1: I think they're probably jaded and calloused enough. They can handle this kind of I thought. love
2: you jaded calloused <laughs> people. I love you all. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So That's right. Bring it
1: right. on. So that's True Run news for this week. Thank you to everyone for listening. And uh thank you, Rachel, for once again uh, being my co host.
2: My pleasure, my friend.
1: And have thank you. all of you have a great
2: week. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you. Talk to you later.
0: Yeah.